And yeah. you got guys like the Cigar Pulpit that, I mean, it's basically a regurgitation of our show. I think we have to go all out. I think this situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Let's do it. Broadcasting live from the JRE Aladino Mobile Studios at Top Shooters, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Light it up, light it up, light it up, everybody. It's time for the Cigar Pulpit with your hosts, Nick and Gator. You're listening to the Cigar Pulpit, now in its 19th month, making it just another one of many cigar podcasts. We've never been awarded anything by anybody. We smoke cigars and are not necessarily educational. We are So So Cigar Radio. You can catch our podcast on demand or anytime at our website, CigarPulpit.com. We have no daily blog. So today on the show, we're going to be smoking the Carlos Tirano Domenico. The size we're smoking is the 6x50 Toro, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and Dominican filler. This cigar is part of the February My Monthly Cigars Robusto box and has an MSRP of $6.50, However, it is available in a bundle of 20 for $39.99 at MyMonthlyCigars.com. So, Jeff, how the hell are you doing today? I'm doing well. And Good. yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So you want to get down to business and I, get this cigar? I think we get to it. Get this going? Well, I guess it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. And the cut is brought to you by Dan Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company. Dan at Riverman believes in a comfortable lounge, a fully stocked humidor, and customer service that's second to none. Second to none. So I'm looking this cigar over here. It's a handsome looking stick. It is. This is, uh, I believe, the most mild cigar out of the February My Monthly Cigars Robusto box. I believe that is the case as well. So, all right. We're going to give this guy a cut here. And then we'll move into the cold draw. Do our cold draw and our cold retrohale. <laughs> So what are you getting there, Nick? You know, did that? I don't know. What are you getting there? I'm getting kind of a sweetness. I'm getting a little sweetness off the cigar. It's, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I think if you took a box of Lucky Charms, you pour, take the bag out of the box, you pour the cereal out of the bag, then you put the bag over your head, and you breathe in as deeply as you can before you asphyxiate yourself, you completely ignore the flavor, the smell of the cereal, and focus in directly on the marshmallow dust. That's what you're getting on this cigar. I see. You know what I was thinking? What's that? I was thinking that it's kind of tasted like raisins. Okay, then. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to light up. I was say, why don't we go ahead and light up? And for today's lighter, we will be using the Vertigo Cyclone, featuring a flip-top single-action light with three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank and featuring an adjustment wheel on the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99 at Riverman Cigar Company. Well, there we go. So, yeah, I'm going to give this guy a light. Uh, so, I've been out. 
delivering papers today. It's a nice same here wintry day. Finally, was able to get out of the house. <laughs> I had to plow the jeep out through the driveway because you know I, I love the city, and they came and plowed our road, but they tend to just pile it up right in front of our driveway. I saw a little trick with that. Okay, when you're shoveling your driveway. And you're, let's say you've got your back to your house and you're shoveling your driveway. Okay. If you shovel like, what is it? Um, North to south? No. East I'm, to west? Whatever direction the plow comes, if you shovel like maybe like six feet or so, like that direction along the curb. Okay. Then the blade won't ah. push up that snow in front of your driveway. Because it'll drop it six feet or so. Precise. It'll give it time to clear exactly. the blade. That's a great trick. So if you do I like, like a little L shape with your... With, but you got to kind of know which way the plow's coming from. I mean... Well, and on my street, I do because they come down one side, come back the other. So mm-hmm. yeah, that should take care of that. So yeah. Interesting. Just kind of plan ahead. Of course, that's assuming you shovel at all. I mean, I don't know. You with your Jeep, you may just be like, I can power through. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I guess? Hey, that's why I bought a Jeep. Oh, okay. So what are you getting on your stick? Hmm. It's good. It's a nice, uh, creamy, mild cigar. It is creamy. It's definitely creamy. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good cigar so far. It's just kind of it's a mild cigar. I mean, there, it is. Ah, there might be a little bit of spice kind of coming through. Maybe just a little bit. I think we give it a retro hail here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a little pepper on the retro hail. Not much though. No, not much at all. I am getting that back of the throat kind of burning. Are hmm. you? No, I can't say I'm getting that. A little tingle in the back of the throat. Makes me think there's a little bit of spice to the cigar that's just not quite, you know, hitting the palate too hard, but is I is will lingering. admit, this is my fifth cigar of the day. Oh, so you've blown your palate. Yeah, I've probably shot the palate all uh, the hell. This is actually my first. Is it really? It is. I didn't really do much smoking while driving today because, uh, you know, the roads being what they were and everything like that. And I kept, yeah. I kept stopping, like... Um, you know, when I uh, went up to get my newspapers, I had an errand I had to run. and you had to buy a cowbell. I did have to buy a cowbell. <laughs> and um, then uh, after that, by the time I got back, it was hitting post offices and everything. So it really just, it didn't really lend itself well to having an uninterrupted period of time to sit and smoke. Well, considering I have no heat in my Jeep, I had to kind of warm myself around my cigar. Mm-hmm. I actually stopped at one point and bought uh, a pair of hot hands. And uh, crunched them up real good and sh- stuck them in my boots <laughs> right. to keep to keep my feet from getting frostbitten. Well, there you go. So, hey, whatever works. Hey, you know, I was going to say, whatever works. Oh, Yeah, my. we, like most of the country, have been dealing with snowmageddon. We have. We yeah. have. But we were able to get out today. We're sitting here at Top Shooters in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. And uh, it's nice. It's comfortable, you know. We're having a good time. We are. They've got the heaters going. It's, um, I don't know. I think it got to about 20 today. Uh, I registered so, 22. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. there you go. I was registering 22 on the Jeep, and it actually felt balmy until the sun went down, and then it got cold again. A couple of my tent brothers had to put theirs away. Um, really? One uh, put his house on the market, so he had to put his away you know, for that, and then another one 
Um, they're doing some like renovations or something at his place, so he's like temporarily staying somewhere else. And See, so with, to put him with, away with and, the gentleman selling his house, yeah. I would actually argue that that would be to me if I was buying the house and seeing that it would be like having a really nice garden in the backyard, or you know, putting on coffee and maybe baking an apple pie in the oven. I, I think that would kind of set the tone for the new buyers. Yeah, I don't know if the new buyers are really into the idea of a cigar smoking ice tent. Well, Maybe need, they need to be. It's a very, you never know what's going to sell. You don't. You don't. I mean, it's a very large red object sitting in the backyard, <laughs> so they may not appreciate it. But I know I do. And I'll tell you, I was talking to Toph over at Riverman uh, before you got there the other night, and uh, he was telling me that he's told a couple people about the tent, and uh, he knows of three people that have gone out and bought them. Yeah, you need a commission on those things. That. You're selling those left and right. I have been selling them. I, I, there's no way Eskimo has not seen an increase in sales this year as a result of uh, of cigar smokers. You but, and your social media presence with that tent. There you go. So, anyway. Yeah, I like this cigar. It's a good stick. At least off the start. Off the start. It's not bad. I mean, I when when we had Nick on the show a couple weeks back, and he said that this was uh, the first true mild cigar that he's had in the box. I kind of was expecting like a nothing burger because yeah. he's had some pretty mild sticks in the box before. And uh, I'll tell you what, this has got a little bit more spice and punch to it than uh, Didn't you expect than it? some of the other ones that he's had mm-hmm. in there. I mean, we've had Monte Cristos and uh, Macanudos and things of that nature that I think have had a lot less going on than this one does. So Very true. Yeah. No, I like it. This is a good cigar so far. So, Nick, did I ever tell you about the coin I found? Oh, dear God. You don't have a coin story, too, do you? There's another coin story? I, th- never, this never is the mind. coolest thing. I found it in a flower pot. What? It was awful clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going <laughs> to move on from here. Okay. Well, Nick, why don't we go ahead and take our first commercial break? Yeah, why don't we uh, hear from the sponsors? And when we come back, you and I will... Uh, We'll get into what cigars we've been smoking this week. Are you looking for a cigar lounge where when you walk in, everybody just knows your name? Some place where you're comfortable and able to find that quality smoke at an affordable price. Dan Ponder and the whole crew at Riverman will take incredible care of you. They'd like to welcome you into their awesome humidor, stocked full of great cigars such as the full line of Aladino, Martinez, Crown Heads, and more. Including Arturo Fuente and Alec Bradley. And they even have the Bishop and the Gator. The Bishop and the Gator? Exactly! By the way, they do mail order in case you're not in the St. Louis area, but you still want to support a brick and mortar. And if you don't have a brick and mortar, let Riverman be yours. So reach out to Riverman Cigar Company and our man Dan over there in Crestwood, Missouri. Larry's Auction House is very proud to sponsor the Cigar Pulpit. Larry's Auction House features many auction items. But let me allow Larry to speak for himself. Larry's Auction House is where the rich heritage of auction was born. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. 
My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! Hey guys, uh, this is Houston Roa, and then we're at the Cigar Pulpit. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Thank you. So, Nick, what three cigars have you been smoking this week? Well, Jeff, I have had a pretty good week of cigar smoking. So, my first cigar that I had and enjoyed this week um, was actually the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Maduro. Ooh. Now, that was recently named the Cigar of the Year by somebody. Or another. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But I'll tell you, it's a fantastic cigar. Um, It's got a lot of really good flavor notes to it. And, you know, I was a fan of the uh, Perdomo Noir, which is what this uh, cigar, you know, kind of was prior. Yeah. But um, Nick Perdomo over there uh, at Perdomo Cigars, they kind of tweaked that Champagne Noir and uh, have come out with the Reserve 10th Anniversary Maduro. Fantastic cigar. And I'll even say this. It's a box press. I got to give them credit because Perdomo cut out the Federal S chip tax. They did. Next up on your hit parade. <laughs> Why don't you go next? <laughs> okay, so we're going to go back and forth? Yes. Okay, then. You know what it's I had finally? More sense than me finally back and forth. Whatever. What did you have finally? Okay, so finally I got to try the Aladino Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's a good cigar. It really is. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it it had a little something to it, but it's really a good Connecticut cigar. I still think my go-to is that uh, Aladino Cameroon, but okay, it was a good stick. I try. I had that at Riverman the other night you with did. you. You did. It was a good cigar, and I'm I like the uh, Aladino Connecticut. It's one of the one of the Connecticut's that I'll that I'll go to. Yeah, you're not a big Connecticut guy, not so that really. says a lot if you like yeah, it. No, exactly. Uh, my second cigar actually is one that I also had over at Riverman. I had the uh, La Coalition from uh, Crown Heads. It's a dual venture between Crown Heads and Drew Estate. Ooh. And uh, hence the coalition, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll tell you what, fantastic cigar. Really rough, uh, toothy wrapper on that cigar. But man, it's got some great flavor. Ton- kicked out tons of smoke. And I had a lot of smoke time out of that thing. So. I'll tell you what, the La Coalition from uh, Crown Heads and Drew Estate, fantastic stick. Good deal. So I actually uh, went to my box that I got from you for Christmas and had a really nice Casada 1974. Where's my Christmas gift, by the way? You got a hat. So I knew it was just going to be the hat. But that, anyway. If you haven't tried that uh, cigar by Casada, Manuel put a great stick together there. And... It's He's one of my favorites. Mr. Casada to, to me, exactly. It's one of my <laughs> favorite cigars, and they have it uh, at Riverman. I don't, I, I, I've got it out at Weston Tobacco Festival yep. when I was yep. out there at uh, Weston Tobacco. So, you know, you can't find those. And if you can't find them, search them out because it's a very good stick. It's a little bolder than I normally go with, but it, it t- has a ton of flavor to it, kicks off a ton of smoke. Great stick. Definitely. And my final cigar for this week is the uh, uh, Charter Oak Habano, the Toro, from Foundation Cigars. 
I uh, went and purchased myself my third box of those cigars. You I, do like that cigar. I'll tell you what, man. That stick, um, it's got a ton of flavor to it. I will admit the wrapper on it is a little fragile, so you have to watch that. You know, it, it's it's got a thinner wrapper to it. Mm-hmm. And so I have found that, you know, cracking can be an issue and that sort of thing. So you kind of got to treat them a little ginger. You got to baby that one. But the thing is, for, you know, around 90 bucks a box for those, uh, for those Toros. Dude, oh, you can't beat that. For 20 cigars? No, nah, you can't beat that. Nope. Not at all. And, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're really good sticks. So, yep, my final one for this week is the Charter Oak Habano. There you go. And I am going to finish out with uh, Perdomo Lot 23. It's one of my... I, I know some people consider this a bargain stick. I don't necessarily consider it a bargain stick, um, but it has a really good price point to it, but it's a great cigar. Had one of those today driving around and really, really enjoyed it. Well, there you go. There's my three. Fantastic. Good deal. Well, Jeff, why don't we... Uh Go ahead and take our next commercial break here. And when we come back, we will uh, kind of wrap some things up and uh, find out what's going on uh, in our next episode. There you go. There you go. It's time for Final Third Friday with my man, Broccoli Robs. Happy Friday, prisoners of the pulpit. This is your man Brock, and today I'm coming to you from the Final Third Cigar Siglu, smoking the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Sin Compromiso for the Final Third Friday Cigar of the Week. The Sin Compromiso is a medium-plus body cigar blended by Steve Saka and made at the legendary Hoya de Nicaragua Cigar Factory in the heart of Esteli, Nicaragua. I am smoking the 6x54 Parejo for this review from the My Monthly Cigars box. The Sin Compromiso consists of a San Andreas Negro wrapper, hybridized Ecuador Habano, thin Lijero binder with independent plantation-grown Nicaraguan fillers from Nicaragua. I use the Colibri Deep V cut on the solid triple cap. This cigar has fantastic construction as expected by the quality standard Saka is known for, and the smoking characteristics are near perfect, with one small wave on the burn line toward the end of the final third. That may have come from the low humidity while smoking this cigar out in the cigar tent. This cigar has a perfect draw with tons of billowing smoke and solid ash that fell in large chunks. The cold draw has nice notes of cocoa, barnyard, and chicory root. Chicory is a note that I also read from Steve Saka as well as Barry at the Cigar Authority and they are spot on in this cigar. I fell in love with chicory at Café de Monde in New Orleans several years ago. Getting into the flavor notes, the first third starts off with a bang with notes of leather, chicory, fresh mint, cedar, with black pepper lingering on the palate and the retrohale. The second third offers up notes of cedar, leather, cocoa, fresh mint, chicory, and black tea with black pepper present but not overpowering on the retrohale. I'm really enjoying the flavors present in this cigar. The final third brings notes of cedar, espresso, cocoa, chicory, light fresh mint with black pepper and chicory on the retrohale. The complexity of flavors in this cigar is becoming one of my favorites to date. 
In the end, I truly love this cigar and plan on buying many more to smoke as often as possible. I gave the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Sin Compromiso a final third cigar rating of 97, one of the highest rated cigars for me to date. Tastes are subjective, so if these notes sound like they fit into your wheelhouse, get out and try some for yourself. You will not be disappointed. At the Smoke Pit, we currently do not offer Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust cigars, but I am working on it for future humidor residency. The Smoke Pit, located at 221 West Main Street in downtown Greenwood, Indiana, is an all-inclusive cigar lounge offering a wide range of boutique cigar brands, along with many heritage brands, bringing you one of the most unique selections in central Indiana at a fair price. Come in today and enjoy our comfortable lounge over a cigar and a great conversation with others who love the cigar culture. You can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar, and also check out FinalThirdCigar.com for full reviews of cigars and other cigar-related content. Have a great week, and remember to relax, stay smoky, and enjoy each cigar you smoke down to the brock. Until next week, cheers. Nick? Hey, Jeff, what's going on? I'm getting ready to light up a Bishop. I just had a Gator. That's awesome. Aren't they great cigars? You know, they really, really are. You can pick up your own Bishop and Gator over at MartinezCigars.com. MartinezCigars.com? MartinezCigars.com has the Bishop and Gator in a variety of size packages. (laughs) Packages. You would like that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Anyway, head on over to MartinezCigars.com for the Bishop and Gator. This is Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. And now that you've gone through every single one of our episodes, you want some boredom? Checking out Cigar Pulpit right now. And we're back. We are smoking the Carlos Tarano Dominico from the uh, February My Monthly Cigars box. I'm impressed with this cigar. I'm going to say, what are you getting on the cigar, Jeff? For me, I'm, getting, I'm still getting some spice. I'm still getting that creaminess. Um, definitely creamy. Yeah, definitely creamy. It, it reminds me of something, but I just can't put my finger on it. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. I don't know. I just can't quite put yeah. my finger on it. Yep. Anyway. So, but, yeah, I'm I'm impressed with it. It's a good cigar. I'll tell you, construction. Decent price point, yeah, too. Decent price point. Construction on it's really good. Ash holds tight. Nothing like a tight ash. Damn straight. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Good stuff. Yeah. So what do we got coming up on Tuesday? Lord knows. Lord only knows. Lord knows. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I just had a thought. And let me check the calendar here real quick. I'm okay. Do this on the fly. You know what we're going to do on Tuesday? What's that? We're going to do an epilogue to the Battle of the Budgets. Okay. We've had a couple of uh, cigars that were listener suggestions. Um, and I won't get into those just yet, but they were a couple of cigars that were listener suggestions that didn't make the full round of 16. Mm, okay. And they're ones that um, I can track down pretty easily. Okay. And so what I'm thinking is what we'll do is uh, uh, we'll smoke those. They won't be part of the official thing, but... We'll kind of give our thoughts on those as budget alternatives as well. Listener suggestions. This is I like the it. listener suggested round. 
epilogue of the Battle of the Budgets. I like that. That's a good idea. Not anything to, you know, discredit the the legitimacy of the crown. Uh, with oh, no, the, that was a fair the, fight. The Tadascan Yellow yep. Series. I mean, fair fight. They, You know, Tadascan won it. But um, this is just our way of circling back and getting to some of the cigars that had been suggested to us that, for whatever reason, didn't make the full total 16 cigar round. Well, and some of these may be more regional sticks that we may not have access to, you know, here in the Midwest. Mm. Well, at least one was sent to us from a listener. He sent us two of them. Mm. So, yeah. So at least one was sent to us from uh, Curmudge Jim, actually. Ah, Curmudge Jim. It's one of his favorite uh, golf course cigars. Oh, good like deal. when he's out on the golf course, yep. he just wants a nice stick, you know, at a good price. This is the one he goes to. So I know we have that one. And then there's um, at least two others that have been suggested there's a third that's been suggested. My only issue with that is realistically, I don't know. I don't know of anybody locally that even carries it. So okay. I'm going to have to scramble, see if I can get get it ordered. If I can't get it ordered and delivered in time, that one's just going to be left out. And okay. We'll just it'll just be what it is. But anyway, so yeah, so I guess that's what we're going to do on Tuesday. Now that I think about it, we'll circle like it. back up and we'll do another round of Battle of the Budgets, but this will be an unofficial epilogue round. Yes. A so, bonus. A bonus round. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Dude, I'm really enjoying this cigar. I really like it. The Dominico by Tarano. <laughs> Just did another retro hail. I saw that. Um, by and large, it's not bad. A little bit of pepper on the retro hail. Just enough to kind of make me cough there. Yeah. But and it, but it's lingering. It is lingering in the night. Yeah, I got that this bit. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that pepper is that pepper is it's in the back of the sinuses. Yep. It's it's hanging on. So there is some pepper component to the uh, Carlos Tarano Dominico. The Carlos Tarano Dominico. Good cigar. Yeah. Again comes to us from mymonthlycigars.com. Mymonthlycigars.com. Well, Jeff, do you have uh, anything else for the good of the cause? No, I think it's a short and sweet episode. There you go. Well, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And Mr. Jonathan, this was a regurgitation. And keep the lid end out of your mouth. The after show, the after show, the after show. The after show. So here we are <laughs> on the after show where we're kind of explaining. The douchiest thing we've ever done. We're kind of explaining what just happened. <laughs> so, guys, so guys, as you heard at the top of the show, Mr. Jonathan of the Cigar Authority. Who we love. We do. We think the world of Mr. We really Jonathan, do. He tries to portray himself as a douche, but we know he's a sweet. No, he's you know, actually a really nice guy. He, he's a sweet. And I think he'll be more um, uh, matters for saying that oh, than yeah. doing what we I mean, just did. He's a sweet, dancing, weird tasting. He dances you with know. dudes. I mean, he dance. He's an equal opportunity dancer. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a good guy. And the thing is, he uh, well, he kind of took a shot at us. He kind of did. It was a back, did. it was a backhanded one. Here, why don't we play? I played the short. You played version the clip of okay. the clip in the first point. Let's play the full version of the clip so that we get proper context. Exactly. 
And yeah. you got guys like the Cigar Pulpit that, I mean, it's basically a regurgitation of our show. Yeah, I joke we're not, with them. Yeah, yeah, but we're not, we're not mad about it. I it, love it. It's, it we, could, we would be the first people that should take offense to that, and we don't because we get it. They're doing it tongue-in-cheek, and, and they, they put out a great product. And again, it's something that's good for the industry. You've got two consumers that are talking about the cigars that they smoke. It's great. Okay. So, okay. We're not butthurt. No. We're not butthurt. No, but but this it, show it did require a response. It did re- yes, this required <laughs> some sort of a response. So, Nick, as we uh, sit here and smoke on the after show, on the after show, what are you getting on your Tarano Dominico? I would say we get the Carlos Tarano Dominico. It's it's like I was saying on the uh, on the main show, which was what three four days ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the uh, cre- <laughs> creaminess. We have some pepper notes to it. It's a good cigar. I mean, you know, it's it's a budget bundle cigar. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe a little lower on the budget end uh, or uh, higher on the budget end, I should say. Um, you know, but it's... it's I a, would definitely smoke this again. Cigar. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it's got some good flavor notes to it. I don't mind it. And, you know, Nick said that it was a super mild stick. I'm telling you, man. I don't know if I'd say that. He's had more mild cigars in this box other than this one. Like, yeah. I could definitely... Go back over previous boxes and find more mild cigars than this one. Yeah. But, so. you know, it's, again, it is a really good Connecticut. Very creamy. Um, you know, I, I joked about the uh, tasting notes there for a little fun in the beginning. Yeah. One, I was getting cedar, actually. Oh, okay. That was my tasting note that I actually I mean, got on the I cigar. was getting, I, I wasn't getting cedar. I was I was getting, like, sweetness. Like, mm-hmm. there was a sweetness to it. But, you know, that I never gets old. I know. Right. Dude, do you realize it's like a four minute song? Is it really? And it's put out by Waffle House. <laughs> no, awesome. I swear to God, this that's is like awesome. the Waffle House players or something like that. How did you find that? YouTube. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All I did was type in Raisin Toast song and it was like the first thing. And it was like this old Waffle House thing. And I'm like, what the heck? And sure enough, it played. I'm like, well, I'll be goddamn. This Holy is, crap. This is a Waffle House song. Oh. You know, a lot of Waffle Houses, at least up until recently, I don't know if they've changed this policy or not. They didn't have locks on their doors; never closed. Mm-hmm. I'd heard that. Yep. And I think, I think they did. I hate to say this; it might have been I after one of the say, shootings. I think it was after a fatal shooting. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> well, well, way to bring the show down. That got dark. <laughs> it got real, really dark, real really quick. quick. Yeah, Here I throw out just what I think is an innocent fact, and. Somebody died. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. Anyway. No. You know, I want to say, <laughs> you and I, to get off of this subject. Yes, is, get us off of this, yeah, please. We need the needle coming off the record oh here. Oh, my God. All yeah. right. So, moving so, on. So, this past Saturday night, we hung out over at Rifferman. Mm-hmm. And Which I think we briefly really talked nice about time. on Tuesday. I think we show. did, but, but we had such a good time with Cindy hanging out over it there. It was nice to sit and chat with Cindy. Because, you know, and, and nothing against Dan. I love sitting and talking to Dan. Oh, yeah. But um, I don't get to sit and really, like, converse with Cindy all that often. You know, like, I talk to her, but, like, for an extended period of time, I mean, dude, we probably sat there, what? Oh, we were there at least two hours. I'm thinking closer to four. Was it really? It was like, well, you got there about seven. Yeah, And we left at, like, 1030. Yeah. So. It's a really good uh, Thai food that we got down the road there. He was all right. See, I you really with liked you. it. I I've had better tie. That pad C C what a pad CU pad yeah. CU the pad CU that I had was incredible. Yeah, my pad pad 
uh, what I get? I got the yeah, pad, pad thai. thai. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was a little, a little soupy. Really? Little, little, yeah, I had like excess sauce like dripping in the oh, bottom. But see, I like that. And, you know me. I but everything's see, better no, no, with no, no, sauce. No, no. See, every time I get the pad thai anywhere else, it's like almost like a paste. Like the sauce is almost like a paste. Yeah. So it sticks to those noodles and sticks to the stuff. Oh, to I see what you're saying. where on the bottom, I don't really have anything. This had had like this like liquidy sauce and everything. It was a little liquidy, you know, for my taste. Yeah. And the noodles were cut so small, I could, it was hard to tell what was bean sprout and what was noodle until you're actually chewing on it. Oh, okay. You know, so that's the other thing. But, but you know, I'm getting a little picky. And I also don't think it had enough peanut. I think there needs to be more peanut. Yeah. I get that. I like the peanut and the lime in that in yeah. pad thai. The uh, they had a really good veggie tempura. Mm-hmm. That veggie t- I offered you some and you you declined, but yeah, you should have tried it. I already had an order of pot stick fried pot stickers and the uh, pad thai. So yeah. like I didn't need any more. Well, I will definitely. Now, had eat you that asked again. me two hours later, I would have been starving and I would have been all for it. True, because I actually was. Were you really? I was hungry. Oh, why wasn't me? And that thing got, filled me I up. I got home and I was hungry. I did not eat anything. Now, did you not notice what late, I did, though? But, like, I was, what? You were drinking the sauce out of the cup. I saw <laughs> I did that. that. Um, I saw no, that. I, I ate about two-thirds of my meal, stopped, and an hour later finished it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's a little, little mental trick there with the Asian food. I don't know. There was a Chinese place down the road that I thought about hitting, and... Uh, I talked you out of it. You did. You talked me out of it for the Thai, and to be honest, I kind of wish we'd have just done the Chinese. Next time, we'll try that. Oh, yeah, because I just totally default to Asian on a regular basis. I do every time. I know you do, Yeah. but how often do I come to you and say, You're, hey, you're all in Asian. for Mexican. I was going to say, that was an unusual occurrence, and you shot your wad for Thai, <laughs> and that's all fine and good. But I'm just saying, it's going to be a while before I circle back around and I'm See, like, they also let's have hit the sesame. They Chinese. also have like Japanese soba noodles, and I really want to try those. So I've well, got to go back go. and try that place again. But I, I really enjoyed it. Can't even think of the name of it right now. Can you? Mm, Zen Zen Thai Zen Thai. Boom. It's literally a half a mile from it's Riverman. Like yeah, like a couple blocks up the road by the bank in the yeah. Aldi. I was impressed, but yeah. that was me. They don't deliver, though. That would have been the one thing, because, man, I did not want to leave. No, it was, it was cold. It was cold as balls that night. Yeah. And What was I it, just, four degrees? When we left, my car registered six. By the time we got back, my car was registering two. Ooh. So it was cold. Yeah, that's not. Pretty. Then we left, and you forgot your phone inside Riverman. And, and did. had to flag Cindy oh my down on the road and to bless have her, her like, heart. open it up. Bless her heart. She looked over at me because like, I'm, like, running after her. Screaming, Cindy, Cindy. <laughs> Which, I mean, let me tell you, folks, it's a big deal to see Gator run. I, I had inertia on my I, side. It was <laughs> it was a trick, but I'd already left. Yeah, you were pulling out. And, well, like, and I don't have pull, Cindy's number, so Cindy, I couldn't have called her. I mean, I don't ever. Yeah, I do have her cell phone number. Do you? Okay. Um, but, like, uh, Cindy pulled out. And you had your your taillights on, so I thought you were just warming up your car. Then I realized your heater doesn't work, so you can't be warm. There's no point up. in that. Yeah. But um, so then I just left, and then you called me like 15 minutes later, oh. and you're like, "Dude, I left my phone in there." So yeah, it was a whole ordeal for her to go back in, and yeah, it was it was a whole thing. Yep. But bless her heart, she took good care of me. So well, because dude, you'd have been hosed if you'd have cry, oh, yeah. like broken down on the side of the road. Without that? Yeah, with I no mean, heater, I'd have froze to death. Let's be real. You're a hose no matter what, with a phone or without a phone, if you break down right now yeah. without a heater. Yeah. I mean, 
you I think you said you had a blanket in the car and whatever. Oh, else. I've got a blanket. I've got a coat, and I've also and I that's also going to last you about three minutes. Do you know what? You know what I do, and I learned this a long time ago. I have a coffee can, and in the coffee can, I have a candle. Because okay. that's a way to keep from freezing to death if you have a wreck like that. You put that coffee can just on your console. Hobo or, fire. It is. A coffee can with a candle in it yeah. will keep your car from freezing. Oh, I'll be damned. Yeah. It's a, it's a little, you know, I keep that. I've got the coffee can. I've got the candle. What's the scent of the candle? I don't care. It's lavender. A, it's like a tea light. It's, it's only going to keep me going for an hour or two. You only have a out. tea light in a giant it's a, there's coffee a couple can? Of them. Well, you just you light the Why don't you light you get it? one of the big ones and like f- actually like fill it in there with like three or four wicks because and like really get it in going. the whole packet. I keep an MRE in there, so I've got food if oh, I have so to. Oh, so you've eat got it. it all in the kit. Yeah, I've got like a like a little you know save my life kind of off the side of the I'd road. I'd much rather thing. have a bigger fire than to keep my MRE in the coffee can. Let's put it that way. Say that until two days later, you're wishing you had that MRE. You're down in the ravine and they can't find you. Why are you like waiting two days? You never know. You never know. Just plan ahead. The one thing I don't have that I'd have like food. is a space blanket. What? I need a space blanket. Oh. Basically tinfoil. Okay. Those things apparently keep you really warm. I mean, you know, I could just pack up my ice tent and keep it in my car. <laughs> I will say this, and I'm gonna this is the last thing I'm gonna say about the ice tent. Thank God. All of you people down in Texas that follow the show that are all sending me messages like, boy, that seems like a good idea, but I don't need it because I live in Texas. Oops. Boy, I bet some of you wish you would have had a nice tent when your power went out. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, because I'm not going to lie. My ice well, you better tent- have a propane heater because you're not going to be able to heat it any it's other true. way. It's true. You got to have a propane heater. Well, shoot. We were getting but- alerts here in southern Illinois to conserve power because they were scared of rolling blackouts. Well, yeah, because... The uh, the green power initiatives uh, from the uh, liberal left broke down. Is it is it all that the wind turbines froze up? Mm-hmm. And so because the wind turbines froze up, it slowed up the power grid. Texas, to, in order to preserve its independence, did not join the federal power grid. I didn't so know they that. were off of the power grid from every other state. Oh. So they were independent. Well, when their wind turbines froze up. They had to figure out how to get power going, so yeah. they fired up the coal plants. <laughs> and apparently, I guess they hadn't really winterized those things, from nope. what I've heard. So, yeah. Well, you know. There, was, just, a, there was a lot went wrong there. Well, and I saw another uh, point online, and it was, um, you know, if your power goes out in your house, all you got to do is just go out to your car, unless you drive an electric car and you have to power it. Yeah. Or you're like me with a Jeep with no heater. Well, that's just you being ignorant. But. That's me being too cheap to go get it fixed, is what it is. Well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on a Jeep <laughs> with two hundred and thirty thousand miles. Yes, and I'm thinking, how much do I want to sink into this, or how much do I want to keep for a down payment when I inevitably have to get a new vehicle? Yeah, but dude, you're gonna need a heater slash air conditioner. I mean, I guess an air conditioner you can just oh, I just roll take the, you top, take the top down, down or, or roll the windows no down. Deal. But the I'll tell you what. I didn't plan on the zero temperatures for an extended period of time. No. That's been rough. I would think so. Yeah, that's been rough driving. Now, granted, I'm only I'm only actually driving because I'm doing a lot of remote stuff right now. So yeah. I'm only actually driving two or three days a week. Those are brutal drives. 
Well, thankfully, by the time this episode comes out, we will be into the thawing of Southern <sighs> Illinois. And uh, by next week, I think we're in the 40s. Yeah. And so I'm late you know, planting my lettuce that's now. That's no big deal. Because I always plant my lettuce by Valentine's Day. I mean, realistically, when we start getting to the point that it's consistently nice enough out that I can sit on my deck and yep. not need the tent, that's when the tent goes away. Tent goes bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's packed up, put away. Yeah. I got to get my lettuce planted. Although though. some of the tent guys have been talking about getting air conditioner units to put into their tent. I don't want to go that far. No, I sit on the deck. Well, I think the UV light hitting the tent material, it's going to oh, it'll break it's down gonna quicker, break down quicker mm-hmm. and it's going to fray it and everything else. So I figure at this point, just why not save it for a few winters instead of exactly. one long extended period Precisely. where it wears out? Exactly. exactly. Well, that and the roof on that thing is black. So even with the air conditioner unit inside, you're sucking up all those summer sun rays. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be hot as well, hell. That's what in you that could tent. do. You could get like solar panels to put on the tent oh. to run the electric. Now, you know, and run the AC. Now you're onto something. I will say, and this is this is kind of me being hypocritical because I was just ragging on the liberal left's uh, green energy plan and everything. But I have a friend of mine who, um, when he built his house, he put in geothermal heating, which is brilliant, and he put in solar panels. Yep. He generates enough electricity at his house that he powers his whole house and sells back electricity to Amron. That's awesome. So he's actually getting a check from the electric company versus having to pay them anything for his bill. That's beautiful. And that's like all year long. See, and I'm on REA out at the farm, Which I so I, I can't do that. I can yeah. only sell back however much I make and everything else I donate, which mm-hmm. is why I haven't put in the solar panels as of yet till they get that rule changed. Because if I'm going to have the expense of putting them in, I want to at least be able to get something back out of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. But that's how REA, the rural electric, now, is set up. what's going to happen when those things go bad and he has to, like, do something with those panels? They're they're rated for, what, 28 years? Yeah. I won't be around by the time they go bad, but somebody's going to have to deal with that. Exactly. And that's the problem. Okay. I'm, <laughs> you, you have got me to dole out some harshness. Harshness! That is the problem with green energy. As it stands right now. Yep. Those wind turbines, when they go bad, what happens to them? You just bury them. You're cutting them up in pieces and, and you're burying, burying them yep. in a landfill. Can't recycle them. That is not green. Nope. You know, like the ones in Texas that froze up. I actually saw, and I'm I'm guessing this was real, although you, can, you can't trust you can't anything on the internet. You can't tell on the internet. I know. Yeah. But there was a picture of a guy spraying de-icer on a wind turbine. Yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. I don't know if that's real. But if that's the case, that's not green either. No. If you're spraying chemicals on the the wind turbine. turbine. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention Uh, the amount of eagles they kill. Oh, lots of birds. Well, they fly into them. They don't know any better. Exactly. Just lots of birds. And you'll see them. They're just soaring. And they're, you know, they're living their best life. Boom. Boom. And done. (laughs) Just nothing but feathers. poof of feathers and bird falling from the sky. Uh well, this is. Do you know? <laughs> do you know the only people that can legally possess eagle feathers? No, Indians. Oh, really? Native Americans are the only people that can legally possess eagle feathers. Well, yeah. Or I, I'm guessing hawks, owls, anything you know, endangered or protected, but they can possess them for their rituals and different things like that. If I go out and pick up, if I pick up an eagle feather under the nest that was on our property a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, I can go to jail for that. Interesting. Yep. I couldn't even pick one up and take it home. It's illegal. Huh. 
I don't know why that would matter if the bird molted it, but... Because, you know. how do I prove I didn't kill it to get the feather? Well, true. Yeah. So, so you don't have somebody that's, you know, out on the black market selling eagle feathers. Oh, it molted it. I found it. Yeah. yeah. I found all of these. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's just part of the protection. All right, then. There's, there's, there's one of my Cliff Clavin facts for you. You know, that's the thing. You bring that up, and you and I have been joking recently about how you and I are the Norm and Cliff Clavin of top shooters here. Um, <laughs> a lot of truth to that, too. We walk in, and all the all the waitresses are like, Nick! And, you know, then there's you. and you Handing know, out the little known facts. You, you are Cliff Clavin <laughs> personified. There's, there's just so much truth. If I was a mailman, it'd be yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's like, I have something ignorant to say about that. That's Jeff, you know, so... <laughs> As then, evidenced by all of our shows then, we've done. And then there's just me sitting there just having my iced tea, and I'm just like, whatever, you know? So yeah, we are kind of the Norman Cliff. This has been a good after show. Yeah. I've enjoyed this. So we, so we regurgitate the cigar authority, and we basically are comparing ourselves to characters from Cheers. Yes. Okay. Pretty dead on. I mean, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm hungry. I am hungry. And we have a giant plate of meatballs sitting here. <laughs> so we're, we're going to have our meatball contest now. <laughs> Had to get one more in. Mm. Well, final thoughts on the Carlos Tarano Domenico. It's a good stick. I like it. I've enjoyed it. I'm getting down to the... And again, it's, the, uh, it may be a, uh, a more of a budget cigar. I, I have no problem with this cigar at all. I'll smoke I'm it again. getting down to the, uh, the final third, which, by the way, the Broccoli Rob segment... Play during the commercials. Ace, Ace, I love broccoli. Ace is broccoli. Good job. You know, just uh, just wanted to acknowledge that and everything. FinalThirdCigar.com. So, exactly. So I'm down to the nub on this thing. Look at that. I, why am I always smoking faster than you on the show? I, I don't know. Yeah. Socials. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't we didn't do that yeah. because of our reformat. We're going to keep that all the time now. I think we should. No, no, we're not. Gonna, We've already bought the cowbell. We're not going to keep that all the time. That was that was a one and done, proven a point type thing. So, Nick, how do people reach out to us on the socials? We're on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, any KKID Gator. That's my page. We're on Facebook, and guys, check out that Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group. On that thing Facebook. is growing like leaps and bounds. It's been fun. So get in on that and uh, join in the conversation. And then we're also on Twitter, YouTube. You can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. Not updated daily. And uh, I heard Parlor's back up. Are we on there? No, we're not okay, on Parlor. And, um, and then make sure you get your questions into us for Ask the Boys by calling the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. And ask your questions. Cigars, life, whatever. Whatever. We will make up an answer about anything. Oh, yeah. We'll pull it right out of our ass. I mean, even if we don't know, if we know, we'll give you an honest answer. But if we don't know, we I don't know if I give honest answers all the time. Yeah, you do. Do I? Okay. I mean, you gave a fair, I assume your diatribe on fermented food from this past show was. Oh, I can go into that for hours. That's my point. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was an honest answer. So anyway. If you've never fermented food, you should try it. It's there. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get it. Let's get into our meatballs. And I do want to point out that all of this, all of this ignorance has been yes. brought to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino, Aladino Mobile Studios. Mobile Studios. So, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. 
Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Love you guys.